Hello to all my fellow podcast listeners. Welcome to today's Minutes with Maurice podcast. It is almost impossible to be in Los Angeles, California and not view the famous Hollywood sign. It is located atop Mount Lee in the Beechwood Canyon neighborhood at the very end of Mount Lee Drive. Today's podcast is devoted to one segment of its 100 years of existence. It is an American landmark and cultural icon. Construction started in 1978 and was completed in November 1978 and renovated in 2022. Original cost was $21,000. Following are excerpts from an article published by J. Mark Powell of Holy Cow History. Hooray for Hollywood, that screwy ballyhoo Hollywood. The old song goes and nothing screams Hollywood louder than that famous white sign on Mount Lee towering over Beechwood Canyon After all, it literally spells it out for you. Believe it or not, it's been there exactly 100 years now, though when it went up in 1923, it originally said Hollywood Land and utilized 4,000 bulbs to light up holly, wood, and land, one at a time. But it wasn't celebrating the new motion picture industry. It actually plugged the even newer Hollywood housing development with the same name located below it. And it wasn't cheap. The development, the lights were lost in 1933, too expensive. And the name was trimmed in 1949, too long. The original Hollywood deteriorated to the point that it came within a whisker of being demolished. It was replaced with metal, and when that wore out, uh, an updated version with larger letters was unveiled in 1979. And interestingly enough, with financial support coming from an eclectic group of celebrities that included rocker Alex Cooper, Crooner, Andy Williams, Playboy founder, Hugh Hefner, Cowboy singer, Gene Autry, and Les Kelly, creator of the auto trade's legendary Kelly Blue Book. It's been quite a story, but one part of the famous signs past is often left out of the tale. Because a movie starlet once chose the landmark for her final Exit. Poor Peg Entwistle. Born in Britain in 1908, her childhood was unhappy with her parents divorcing and her actor dad taking her to America. Fair-haired and blue-eyed, she followed in her father's footsteps and made it to the Broadway stage by age 17, where she met with modest success. Betty Davis later said Entwistle inspired her to become an actress. But there were tears along the way. 
Her father was killed by a hit-and-run driver in 1922. In 1927, she married the decade-old Robert Keith, only to divorce him two years later for, among other things, not telling her he'd been married before and had a six-year-old son, who incidentally grew up to become movie and TV star Brian Keith. Then, in 1932, in the depths of the Great Depression, she was swindled out of her promised payout when the plug was pulled on a big Broadway show. Fed up, she headed west to give Hollywood a try. But Tinseltown greeted her with a less than warm welcome. She appeared for two weeks in a play that that summer opposite a young Humphrey Bogart. Despite the good reviews, film work was slow in coming. She finally landed a small part in a big-budget RKO release called 13 Women. But she didn't live to see it on the other screen, silver screen. On September 18th, the now 24-year-old Entwistle told the uncle she had been staying with she was going to a drugstore and then to visit some friends. She never came home. Two days later, a woman hiking below the Hollywood sign came upon a woman's shoe, then a jacket, and then a purse. A short note inside explained everything. I am afraid. I am a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. Peg and Whistle. Her body was found in a nearby ravine. She had climbed up a workman's ladder and had jumped from the top of the letter H. Entwistle's death was national news, but 1932 was a presidential election year, and that, coupled with severe economic crisis, pushed it off the front page in short order. It didn't take long for Peg Entwistle her brief career, and her heartbreaking short life to be forgotten. Why select such a prominent place for her finale? We'll never know. She took the answer with her to the grave. It is strange to think now uh, as uh, the answer with her to the grave, and it, it is strange to think now, 91 years later, that a venue associated with that so much glittering fame was briefly connected to a tragedy, but it was. Peg Antwistle is as much a part of the legendary sign's legacy as it is its lost phrase. Land and the lights that once flashed to draw the attention of so many aspiring actors and actresses down below. Thank you for listening to this week's Minutes with Maurice podcast. I hope you enjoyed the history of the Hollywood sign. And again, thank you to J. Mark Powell of Holy Cow History 
for his insight on the sign. Until then, and stay tuned for next week's podcast. Be sure to click on forward. And until then, I remain Maurice St. Germain.